Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Friday, October 14th, or maybe you saved this show for Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday to kick off the next week. Um, really glad you guys are tuning in wherever you are, whenever you might be. Um, wanted to talk some U23 World Championship wrestling today. Um, maybe not so much X's and O's of wrestling or breaking down the upcoming U23 World Championships, but um, there's a lot of Iowa wrestlers on the roster that's headed to Ponte Verde, Spain um, for the U23 World Championships. Got two women's freestyle wrestlers and three on the men's freestyle roster. So a lot of Iowa presence on the U23 um, U.S. roster um, for this next week, um, which is really exciting. The two women's freestyle wrestlers, Nyla Valencia and uh, Felicity Taylor, two Iowa Hawkeye women's wrestlers, um, and then the three men's freestyle wrestlers. You got David Carr from Iowa State, Tanner Sloan um, from Alburnett, who now wrestles at South Dakota State, and then Tony Cassiope, obviously from the Iowa Hawkeyes, um, was able to catch up with a handful of them um, throughout the week. And I turned those interviews um, into a podcast here for you guys today. Just uh, touched on different topics with each wrestler, um, just kind of what's going on in their lives, what's uh, what what news has been going on. Um, you know, we're not going to do anything, you know news breaking or groundbreaking with today's shows, but just kind of wanted to catch up with those wrestlers um, to get you guys um, prepared to, uh, you know, kind of hear from them one more time before they they hit the mat and compete. Uh, The U23 World Championship set for October 17th through the 23rd, so it literally starts on Monday and will roll all the way through the week. Spain, I believe, is a seven-hour time difference from where we're at here in Des Moines. That's central time, so that might vary depending on where you're at around the country. Um... And yeah, they're going to they're going to wrestle all week. It's a similar to you know a lot of the other age level world championships that we've been following through the uh, summer and, and early fall months here. They're going to start with Greco the first couple of days, Greco Roman. Um, then they're going to hit women's freestyle in the middle of the week, and then they'll end with men's freestyle. Um, believe you can catch all the action on Flow Wrestling. That's where I will be watching it. Um, a lot of the wrestlers um, with Iowa ties that you guys are going to hear from today actually don't wrestle until way later in the week. So. Um, you know, if you are saving this for Monday, don't fret. Um, you haven't missed any of the, uh, you know, all the wrestlers that you're going to hear from today. So that's kind of the plan for today's show. Just kind of wanted to maybe briefly break down, um, you know, each of the Iowa wrestlers, how they made the team. And then obviously we'll get to interviews with each of them. So that's the plan. Let's hop to it. Figured we'd start with women's freestyle. Um, Nyla Valencia and Felicity Taylor, they are kicking things off for um, U.S. Women's Freestyle at the U23 World Championships. Nyla wrestling at 50 kilograms, Felicity wrestling at 53. Those are the two smallest weights for the U23 World Championships. Um, Nyla Valencia, true freshman at Iowa, like everybody on the Iowa women's wrestling team this year, taking that, um, you know, quote unquote red shirt year before they officially start competing next season. Um, Nyla and I had a really good conversation. Um, It's always kind of interesting to talk to the true freshmen once they arrive on campus, just to kind of ask them, you know, hey, like, what's the transition been like? How are things going? What what are the class schedules like? Um, You know, and then the, the women's freestyle team there, 
um, you know, or the Iowa Hawkeye women's team, obviously they wrestle freestyle. They, that their first day of practice for their season, you know, in air quotes again, was on Monday, just like the men's was. So um, it was interesting to kind of hear what her training's been like through the preseason, what the first, uh, um, you know, day of practice had been like. So we touched on a lot of that. Um, she actually made the team. She, this was back in, um, you know, May um, at the Women's National Championships down in Texas. She made the team by beating Emily Shilson, um, you know, who's one of the rising young stars. I, it's weird to say that she's a rising young star because it feels like we've been talking about Emily Shilson forever. Um, but she was a U23 world champ last year. Nyla actually beat her in the semifinals and then went on to the finals and, and cinched up the spot um, to punch her ticket to Spain for this week. So that was big notable win there for Nyla. We talked about... Um, you know, maybe not that match specifically, but we did talk about like that tournament and, and there just seemed like there was a, um, you know, a stretch there during the, the spring and summer months where, you know, Nyla was competing probably, you know, it seemed like at least every other week. So got to talk to her about that, what she learned from, um, you know, that experience. Um, you know, she's got some pretty fun uh, training opportunities that she's had through the summer and even early into the fall months. You know, she touched on actually she was one of the workout partners for the senior world team, um, you know, last month. So she talked about that experience, what she maybe learned and um, just a really fun, excellent conversation with her all around. Um, also talked to Felicity Taylor, who is now a, uh, you know, a two time U23 world team member. She uh, she herself had a fantastic spring and summer season um, U.S. Open champ. She got all the way to final X. Um, so she kind of navigated the senior world team trials process, ultimately didn't make the world team, but the, uh, um, you know, Dami Parrish, the, the, the woman who did beat her at final X ended up winning a senior world title. So, you know, nothing to hang your hat at there. And, you know, now Felicity is here, um, you know, attempting to, you know, bring home some international hardware of her own. So she's, um, you know, got to chat with her just kind of about that experience, what her thoughts were going in. You know, this is her second U23 world team, but then also, you know, the transition to Iowa after being at McKendree for many, many years and, um, you know, what it's like kind of being the vet on the team. And even though everything is still very brand new and fresh, um, so excellent conversation with Felicity, excellent conversation with both of them. That's kind of the women's freestyle um, portion of the podcast. Uh, we will get to those interviews now. I'll just lay them down back to back. We'll start with Felicity and then we'll jump into Nyla. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Felicity Taylor, a week out from the U23 World Championships, but a few weeks into... I keep referring to the season for you guys as like the red shirt season. Mm -hmm. um, is that like a fair way to like label it or like how, like what, what's the approach I guess for this like first year sorta for the Iowa women's wrestling program? Yeah, I think a red shirt season's like a pretty good term to use for it. We're on the mat practicing like we would any other season. So I mean, that's typically how you do it when you're red shirting. Um, we're not treating it as anything less than that. We're still preparing and I know the girls are getting ready for an open on November 5th So we still have goals and we're competing and yeah training yeah. just as we normally would Yeah, well, um, obviously we'll talk a lot about wrestling but being in Iowa City now Being a student at Iowa like what has the process been like for you? Like how have the first few weeks gone? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a change, but you know ultimately the goals are the same, you know to get better at the sport to win to um, grow with the team and I think that's exactly what we've been doing we've been getting better every day we've been in the room so um, we're we're learning to wrestle with each other a lot of the team is new and freshmen so that's been a little bit of a change for me coming from like a more like older team at McKendree but it, it's all good and we're learning and it's it's been great yeah do you, do you feel like the vet I mean you're you're the one with all the college experience in that room <laughs> yeah I mean I honestly don't feel like I am at all they have so much experience on the mat like they've all started wrestling at like a young age and stuff so um experience wise it doesn't feel like it but I still feel like they they come to me if they have questions or stuff like that so that's been pretty cool to just have that experience um and be able to share that knowledge with the with the other girls how often have they been coming to you um, I mean, it's just, like, little things, you know, like, if they have problems with weight or, like, they're deciding between, like, going to certain tournaments. Like, I know MoVal, obviously, is the biggest tournament for women's wrestling, I believe, right now. So I just really encourage all of them to try and make it to that. You know, if we're, we're redshitting, so it's all coming out of our, our budget. Um, but I said if, if any of them, that's the one to go to this year. So just little things like that. But 
Absolutely. Um, you and Nyla kind of give um, Iowa wrestling fans a little preview of maybe what to expect a little bit coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, what's training been like preparing for U23s? I know this is your second go-around on this team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's the same. We're practicing five, six days a week, so just being on the mat, I mean, I feel prepared. Uh, Coach Chen has done a great job of getting us prepared, and all the girls have been super helpful in getting extra workouts in and just showing up for us even you know today's the first day of season but they've been showing up since we've got here so yeah what uh what did you learn about the u23 experience and competing internationally you know after going through that process last year um i try not to think of it as anything like too special obviously it's a world championship but just taking it you know it's just another tournament taking it one match at a time so try not to like hype it up too much in my mind uh I don't want to like overwhelm myself or anything, but I am excited and I'm, I feel ready to go. Yeah, I know I, when we talk to the guys a lot who, you know, do U23s or Greco, like, you know, we always talk about like the, the international freestyle style, um, but like women in, in collegiate in USA, like they wrestle freestyle. Mm-hmm. So like I, that, I feel like you guys in that sense might be a little bit like already more prepared, I guess, going over right. to these overseas tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have to switch styles, which obviously I honestly forgot boys have to do that. They have to do that. <laughs> so that's definitely nice, but yeah. Absolutely. Um, how much, like, is there anything specific that you focus on after like experiencing international opponents and then coming back to then prepare yourself and get ready um, to go back overseas like is there any like one specific part of you know the, the wrestling styles that they present that you work on um I did go back and like watch my matches from 2019 worlds uh I've been watching film on the girls that they just released the entry so I'll be watching some film on them but I try not to focus too much of my time and energy on like what other girls are doing more so what I'm doing and how I feel and all of that I don't want I mean at the end of the day I'm, I'm gonna go out there and wrestle whatever I feel so just feeling confident in what I have absolutely yeah um I think what the other thing I wanted to ask you about was just um you know I guess last spring and summer um obviously you did the you know world team trials um series or I I I guess it's like a three-step process now Mm -hmm. Um, but you got all the way to the end you got all the way to final x Mm -hmm. um what did you kind of learn through that process about yourself about your wrestling about um, you know, I mean, the, the girl that beat you obviously went on to win a world title. Like, just what, what, what do you take away from that to maybe help you as you prepare for U23s coming up? I think the biggest thing is confidence. Um, I feel like I didn't really believe in myself up until then. So just showing myself, like, you're the second best at your weight class in the U.S. And then the girl that beat you is now a world champion. So just believing in myself a little bit more and... Um, I, I really felt like my turning point kind of at the U.S. Open when I beat Alyssa Lampy. Um, I knew I could beat her deep down, but I don't know if I was really telling myself I could. But then I got on top, and I knew if I could get on top, then I could win. So just kind of um, trusting my offense, I got to it. And then, you know, if you trust yourself and what you are capable capable of, then you can win matches. And that's what happened there. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when wrestlers are like, you know, like yeah, like the confidence and belief, but then like to hear you say like yeah, like you just you had to go out and just like hit your moves, obviously, and get on top. And you know, I think mm-hmm. it was a lace at the U.S. Open. Yep. Like that's, yep. you know, to hear that that's where the belief is from. Like that's, I guess that's super interesting, just to kind of see where it plays out a little bit. Yeah, and my coach um, Sam Schmitz, he told me that he's like, if you out there and you get your takedown, if you believe in your offense and get on top, like the match is over you'll be fine and then that's what it took me a while I think it was like four or five minutes in but uh, I believed in it and I did it and then I won so absolutely um you're going overseas with Nyla um who I believe I maybe just through previous conversation that's somebody that's on the Iowa team that you've gotten to know pretty well and Mm -hmm. um so that's got to be pretty special for both of you to be able to go overseas and you know compete alongside each other right yeah it's definitely nice having someone familiar there and I've been getting to go with her in the room quite a bit so just having that familiar feel for drilling and then coach Chun is actually going with two so it'll be nice to have both of them there make it feel a little bit like at home so it's not much of a change and yeah I'm excited that the both of them get to go with and Nyla gets to compete yeah first I think world team I don't know I might be wrong about that but for sure U23 world team so yeah what have you learned working with coach Chun I know that she's someone that you you've probably gotten to know over the years but like really getting to 
focus in and work with her individually? Like, what's that experience been like so far? It's been awesome. She has so much knowledge on just every position. So just being able to, like, pick her brain on t different positions and different fields has been the best part. Like, and she's been on the, you know, she's been at Worlds and the Olympics and all of that. She's been on every level. So just being able to not only pick her, her brain on, like, the mat, but also the experience and what was going through her mind and all of the other stuff that people don't really get to experience or feel. 100%. I know that just kind of talking to her earlier today while you guys were practicing, um, you know, the like a conversation around diet, for example, like that's something that I think she's going to start approaching with some of the athletes. But that's probably something that with your experience, you probably already know a little bit about. Yeah. Um, actually, not too much. Oh, so okay. this is actually the tournament that I've been starting to like dial into that more. Um, I feel like with my wrestling, it's kind of been focused in on, on like other things. So like this year, I feel like I've started falling in love with the process more. Yeah. And then now, uh, my main focus for this go around was like to focus on my diet. And I got a little bit heavier than I was normally. So then I got to work with um, the Olympic Training Center nutritionist, and she's been like teaching me more about that and. I'm just slowly getting my weight down, and I've been feeling great. So, yeah, you'd think I'd have more <laughs> knowledge, but I'm learning just with the girls. And um, but being able to learn from Nuani at the Olympic Training Center, and then help helping the girls, you know, where they had their hydration tests and all that today. So, um, just helping them if they have any questions on that too. So. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the USOC. Um, I guess the OTC and, and mm -hmm. all, I guess I really just all the perks that come from being on the national team. Yeah. Um, you know, cause when you're, you know, one, two, three on the ladder, you get those perks. What, mm -hmm. what all have you been able to take advantage of where and what areas has it maybe helped you a little bit? Cause that's a really unique thing when it comes to Olympic sports for college athletes. Right. Right. I think, you know, being able to talk with the nutritionist Namani has been the best perk. That's the one that I've really taken advantage of. I think of as of lately, um, I feel like other than that, we have a lot of the stuff we need here. Like we have Clarissa, we have Coach Mayab, we have so many, and then all the facilities that Iowa has to offer. So, um, but yeah, I'd say the nutritionist Nuani has been great being able to take an advantage of being on national team. Absolutely. Um, still a little ways before I guess you go over to Spain to compete, but um, you know, expectations. What's what do you got? Um, I guess what's what's top of mind when you go over to compete at a big international competition like that. Um, I feel like just staying in routine and feeling good, um, mainly making sure my body feels good. You don't really know what they have to offer, like, food-wise, so, I, I mean, I'll be bringing most of that, but just making sure I feel good on the mat, off the mat, everything is good, and keeping the same routines that I have here. Yeah. What's the, what's the travel schedule like? Because I know Spain's not terribly far away so it's not like the time difference is going to be massive like it would be for other countries but that's right. still that's that's an adjustment right yeah for sure and that's another big thing is making sure I can get my sleep down I think it's a seven hour difference I think there's seven hours ahead so getting that down early and um I struggled with that when I went with the world team and to we went to France or where did we go Paris yeah and um Serbia so just trying to control that early on so i'm feeling good when it comes time for competition so. yeah yeah well clarissa was telling me too that like you and nyla um and i think nanea too mm -hmm. um got that experience to go yeah. over with the senior world team mm -hmm. what what was that like what'd you learn what was I, what, what was that experience like it was honestly awesome like being able to see them in person you know you watch it on flow and it's just such a different experience being in, in there in person and i got to be a training partner for kayla miracle which was amazing um so she gave me like a really good experience like being down there and um helping her prepare was super uh rewarding and then she ended up getting second which is awesome so it's just it's completely different than watching it through a phone screen or on tv so it's great to be able to experience it in person absolutely um yeah felicity that's that's i think that was all the questions i had for you unless there was anything else you wanted to add i think that's good righteous thank you Nyla Valencia here, um, member of the Iowa Women's Wrestling Program, gearing up for U23 World Championships. Um, wanted to touch on a few things with you today because you've you've been pretty busy. I feel like dating all the way back to like you know late spring, early summer. Um, a lot of traveling, a lot of competitions. Um, 
now you're doing the college thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess maybe let's start there. How have the first few weeks of being here in Iowa, going to class, doing all that, how's that been so far? It's been busy. I mean, I've had to learn how to transition from one thing to the next pretty quickly. I've never I've never been used to having this super packed schedule, like class in the, or practice in the morning and then straight to class. And this is something that the coaches emphasized coming into college is you need to be able to go from one thing to the next. And so having to do that was pretty difficult in the beginning, but I'm all about habits. And so um, it's kind of become a habitual thing. And so now I'm just so used to it and I am thriving on this super busy schedule and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's, I know that, I don't know, sometimes people are like intimidated by the college lifestyle, but mm-hmm. um, like talking to athletes over the years, like you guys get a lot of freedom, right? Like picking really class do. schedule, making mm-hmm. sure it coincides with training schedule. And yeah. Um, you know, that's probably super important, especially for some of you who go and compete and train and whatnot internationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ability to create my own schedule is probably one of the things I look forward to the most in college is because my days have always been planned according to um, my coach's schedules or really just high school. And that's, you know, that's structured. And so coming in and being able to choose when I get to train and, and when I get to have my classes, there is that level of flexibility and that freedom. and. I think it's allowed me to transcend because I get to come back whenever I want for a second session, kind of just fit in uh, a film session or get some extra technique down on the mat. And so it's it's really on my time, which yeah. is nice. You know, I've never had that. So that's yeah. really cool. What has been what's been the coolest part about transitioning, um, you know, just life out here in Iowa, doing the school thing, doing the wrestling thing? I think the coolest part so far has been really just seeing our teammates grow together. I feel like we're all becoming a sisterhood. And, you know, I've always been pretty independent in my wrestling career. It's really just been me and my dad and my brother. I've never had a teammate or kind of like a teammate lifestyle. So really just seeing us work hard and pushing together over these past couple of months has been pretty incredible. And just having the resources here, I mean, we have stuff here that nobody else has. and. Just to be able to appreciate that and take advantage of it is is incredible too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like I refer to this season for you guys as like the red shirt year because you you don't start officially competing until next year. But like I know that there's a lot of like open tournaments and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's there's something of a schedule for you guys this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, have you guys like talked about like kind of what what the plan is for this year, or maybe what you guys as athletes want to get out of this first year on campus? Yeah, so. This is a redshirt year. I like to think of this as a growth year because this is the year where I get to really transition from sort of like my pre-college life to college life. And so I want to take advantage of really just being able to thrive in this environment and the situation before the season starts getting crazy and hectic. But I am going to be competing in some open tournaments, and I think the focus for me is to, you know, try and hit as many senior tournaments as I can get feels on international bodies. I think um, Coach brought in some girls from Japan, which was incredible, which was really great. And so I think if we can, you know, continue getting those feels, that'd be great. You know, for... um, for Japanese wrestlers are pretty good, right? They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, well, I just, you know, I was talking to Coach earlier, just a lot of different cool things that she's got planned for you guys in Mm -hmm. this first year. Um, you know, and I was also talking to Felicity, like this, this upcoming U23 World Championships, kind of a, you know, with you and her specifically on the team, um, kind of a cool, small little preview about like what to expect when it comes to like watching you girls wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, what has training for this particular event been like? I know we touched a little bit on it mm-hmm. um, before we hit record here, but what's, what's it been like for you specifically getting ready for it? It's been crazy. I'm, I've never trained this hard in my entire life. I've been probably on the mat five, six hours a day, just really just finding opportunities and these moments to push my mind and my body as much as I can. And it really takes, it takes a lot of, a lot of discipline to be able to do what I've been doing. And, you know, I'm proud of the way I've been, I've been preparing. I feel very confident going to the tournament, but I think, yeah, I'm just, I've done everything I possibly can. I've hit every single area. I've hit so many repetitions. And I have my routine before and after practice and just, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's all about going out and competing and letting it fly and we'll see where that gets me. But yeah. Yeah. You've got 
a little bit of international experience, not a ton, maybe mm-hmm. a little. A um, little bit. Yeah. yeah, I think I've hit probably, I want to say four international tournaments. I've hit, um, Pan Ams was my first one, and then I hit the the Klippan Open when I was 14. That was in Sweden. I hit two international tournaments this past year, one in Spain and one in uh, Canada. And then this is going to be my, oh, fifth one, actually. Fifth one. There you go. The biggest one. <laughs> yeah. A world championship <laughs> A event. A world championship. I know. I, I think it's crazy because... I didn't even compete at the age level to world championships. This is like, I'm kind of jumping into like a senior level world championship, U23. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I've had my senior experiences with like competing against older girls and bigger bodies. I mean, that's why I'm really glad Felicity's here because she's kind of like that similar feel and she's competed at U23. So she's been my partner up until this point. And so we're just kind of getting each other better, really just wrestling and you know, working on things that the international girls are going to do, like clinging and just all these different positions. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that was kind of what I was curious, what maybe specifically you've been working on with, mm-hmm. you know, your international experience, working with Felicity, working with Clarissa, like mm-hmm. what, what specifically maybe have you been working on to get ready for U23s? Ooh, we've been working primarily on the hand fight. So specifically go. clearing ties and really just getting to my offense and my attacks off of what they're doing. And it's, um, the coaches have emphasized, you know, getting to my stuff, not being defensive. So I think the, the hand fight is the most important part of a match. You know, if you can't, if you can't clear out of things, if you can't control, then there's really no point. There's no opportunity to score and then no points. So yeah, that's what we've been working heavily on. Absolutely. Yeah. And developing my primary and secondary attacks. There you go. Um, I know that this will be the first time you've competed um, since probably what spring summer ish when when it felt like you had a stretch of like a few weeks where you just did nothing but compete right mm-hmm. like you were doing age level stuff you were doing senior level stuff you were you know I think you went overseas for a tournament or at it least you left the country crazy yeah time. it was crazy yeah after it all started with uh, age level world trials I made the team and oh I thought I made the team <laughs> apparently they put in a couple new rules in there so I had to go and compete at a qualifier for the senior world tri- uh, trials, and then I had to compete at the senior world trials and try and place higher than any of the age eligible girls. Yeah. And then after that, I actually I actually had the junior Olympics in judo uh, 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 a couple uh, uh. weeks after that. Yeah, and that was a massive cut, and that was just a, its own preparation. But uh, after that, I think let's see, I had a little bit of a break, and then I went to. Spain for the Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, and then I came back and I had a couple of some time, and then I went to camp and it really just yeah. But it was back to back to back. I mean, I've never been <laughs> that exhausted from competing. It's never happened before. But I got so many matches and so many matches in, which is you know, that's awesome within itself. So yeah, I know it's been a while, but like, what did you learn about yourself or your wrestling during that stretch? Because I mean, not only was it just a lot of matches, that a lot of high level matches, right? Like the world, the age level stuff, the um, you know, various high level competitions that you were at. Like you got some like really, really good matches in. I really did. I wrestled with girls like Erin and um, Emily. I wrestled a girl that competed with Sarah Hildebrand in the Olympics, and it just really through all these matches it just showed me that I'm capable of so much more than I actually believe and really helped with my confidence. I I kind of struggled with that a little bit over the years and so now I'm really developing that self-belief in myself and so just being able to go let's say 14 matches or I think I had 14 matches at age little world trials and that just showed me you know, I can be resilient even when I take a loss and I can bounce back and you know work my way up and fight through all that and just be yeah just be a madman (laughs) absolutely well i was talking to felicity about this too just you know where does the confidence like manifest itself like on the mat for you right like hers it's you know getting to her shots getting to her transitions to turns or just working on top Mm -hmm. um where where does when you think you know when when you say you have more confidence going into a match like where does that manifest itself for you really manifests in the hand fight. I think it's because I spent so much time in there. You know, I feel really strong being able to just control people in this in those ties. And I, I'm i a repetition person. Yeah. I believe in doing things over and over and over again and getting all that mad time in. So 
just hand fighting for 30, 40 minutes and just getting to my attacks, that's where all of my confidence lies in being able to get people off balance and get to my stuff within the hand fight, which I think is super important. And then really just being able to score off of there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, after that stretch of competing, I mean, this is something we talked about too, you went through a series of like training camps and um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you were one of the training partners for the senior world team. Is that right? Yes. What was that experience like? That, that was incredible. I I remember Coach Tara came up to me and asked if I'd be willing to go with Sarah. And I was ecstatic because that meant that, first of all, Sarah had, you know, liked my feel and that went, that meant a lot to me already. That already boosted my confidence and that I could go overseas and really see the senior world trials or the world championships kind of in, in action before I went to go compete. So I got to see, you know, what the morale was between the team and how these different girls prepare for their matches and it kind of just got me ready mentally because now I know what to expect when I go and compete and I think that's super important and yeah it was an incredible experience I got the most out of my training there on top of that so I wasn't just a partner for Sarah I was out there making my own opportunities and I think that's super important when you go over uh, overseas and I got my hands on some French girls got my hands on Yui Sasaki (laughs) I yeah and some I think a Russian girl too, but just really making the most out of that trip for me. Yeah. What'd you learn about, you know, wrestling some of those international women and I mean really specifically like, you know, mm-hmm. Susaki, like that's, she's pretty good, right? Yeah, she was quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I quickly noticed that she was quick, not, I mean, crazy strong, but she is quick. And I think that's, I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with there is her speed for sure. And I, I noticed, you know, every wrestler has a very different style you know the French girls they wrestle completely different than like a Japanese girl or a Russian girl and just being able to wrestle those three different styles and learn how to adapt and find positions that may work on other people and just kind of come back and and work on those things like French girls they know they cling a lot and Sasaki she wrestles kind of from the outside or she waits for those subtleties and she does a lot of quick fakes and um, has like this super fast twitch, almost like this quick energy. So, yeah, I learned a lot there for sure. Absolutely. Well, and then the other thing I was kind of curious about is you kind of touched on this a little bit, but like mm-hmm. being around the senior national t- or senior world team, mm-hmm. watching them get ready for their matches, then watching them go compete. Like, what did you learn about like you know their process, like how Sarah approaches you know pre match, post match, things of that nature. Like, what yeah. what did you take away? Well before I, I I noticed with the majority of them they were very calm so they would um, they all had their own processes with that whether it was kind of like bouncing around or with their headphones on or if they were in the corner doing their own thing but they all had they were all pretty calm and they all had a great attitude and very just smiley and bubbly showing their personality all very focused and I think one of my biggest takeaways after watching Sarah lose in the semis is she found a way to flip that switch and get ready for her next match right away like she had no time to be upset about the loss I mean I kind of have a hard time with this myself if I lose a match I get pretty emotional and none of them were emotional they found a way to come right back and just get ready for the next match because it's all we can really do and the transition from the next match to um, in between those matches is really quick and so yeah, I mean, I think learning from that and being able to adjust in those mid-match moments is super important, and I'm glad I got to see that with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I just talking to athletes and and talking to coaches over the years, mm-hmm. like you know, especially coaches, like they'll stress the whole, you know, control what you can control, your attitude and your effort, yeah. and um, you know, I feel like maybe for you, um, you know, you've been in a lot of high-level tournaments, so maybe this doesn't mm-hmm. directly apply, but like to see that that's what the senior level athletes do like that's what like a Sarah Hildebrand does at the world championships like mm-hmm. it almost makes that lesson hit home a little bit more right oh yeah yeah they were all super disciplined so they all brought their own food they all had they were they just it was it was very different like they ate very specific things they went to bed at a specific time like they were very very disciplined and that, again I've never seen that or witnessed that and I was almost gonna room with her but um she has like her Uh, like this regimen that she does every single day to kind of get ready from the days leading up to the competition that was pretty different like I think she had um, I I think it was like a journal or something 
I don't know, she had something, I kind of got a glimpse of it, but she did it pretty routinely, like on a daily basis, just jotting down some different stuff. And, you know, that's something that I can take away and implement. And, you know, if, the, if I know that the senior level girls are doing it, then I'm, it's probably working. It's, <laughs> so I might, might adopt it. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of, I mean, that kind of led into the, one of the last things I wanted to ask you was just, you know, all these experiences competing, watching how the best of the best do it. Like, um, you know, in what ways has that kind of helped or added to like your preparation as you get ready to head to Spain? Well, I mean, seeing the morale at the, at the tournament has definitely made me a little bit more kind of motivated to train really hard. And I know... I, I've attended a couple camps leading up to that tournament, so I know what the training was like, and the training was pretty intense. So I kind of took advantage of being here for about a month, and I just, you know, like I said, trained with a purpose, with an intention every single day, just kind of putting myself in the mentality that I'm good enough to be at that level. And, you know, if, if I really believe in my capabilities, then I could possibly, you know, I could win it or make podium. I mean, that's how much I believe in myself right now. And I think that experience was important in creating that for me. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, also pretty cool that, you know, both you and Felicity, two members of this team that won't compete for another year, but like still, you mm-hmm. know, out there repping oh, yeah. USA. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm super glad that I am able to do this with her. I mean, we've grown over the past couple months. And we're like I said, we're training partners, and so we're gonna go out there as as hot guys and as part of Team USA with our coach. And it's just kind of, it's really cool. It's gonna, it's um kind of like a trial for this when the season starts, like how we're going to compete together. So it's awesome. Yeah, I was joking with Felicity earlier, like do you feel like the old vet on the team? You know, because she's done the college thing yeah. and now she transferred over here. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like how valuable has that been to have, you know, a resource like her? Um, you know, I know Nene has gone through the college season mm-hmm. before. Um, just to kind of be there as a resource for a lot of you freshmen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I ask her questions all the time about like how the training differs from where she was at to now. And she says it's huge. And she is, is somebody that I look up to as like an older sister, as like an older you know, teammate, because she has been through those experiences. She's been to the U23 championships. She's already been through the college season. So I ask, you know, anytime I'm curious about something, I go, that's the first person I go to because she knows and understands. And, you know, she's a super sweet girl, awesome personality. So definitely someone I enjoy being around. And yeah. That's awesome. Um, Nyla, I think that was everything I had for you, unless there was anything else you wanted to add. That's it. Excellent stuff there from uh, both Nyla and Felicity. Really enjoy just uh, getting to know them and getting to talk to them. And I'm um, going to be kind of exciting to uh, you know follow the Iowa women's wrestling team. I know they're they're you know air quotes again red shirting this year, so they're not going to officially compete and rep the University of Iowa. But there's a handful of open tournaments, um, you know, and then obviously a lot of freestyle stuff in the spring summer that they that entire team is going to go compete at. So there there will be something. Um, in the way of a schedule that they, they've kind of pieced together maybe a little bit this year. And um, there will be opportunities, obviously, to go see them compete, the first of which, obviously, the U23 World Championships in Spain. So that'll be kind of exciting to, you know, kind of get a small preview of what, um, you know, a couple of the lighter weights for the Iowa women's wrestling program are going to look like. Um, so, yeah, that was Nyla and Felicity. Um, men's freestyle, obviously, we got three representatives from the state of Iowa. David Carr at 74 kilograms from Iowa State. Tanner Sloan at 97 kilograms um, at South Dakota State by way of Alburnett. And then Tony Cassiope um, at heavyweight, 125 kilos from the Iowa Hawkeyes. David Carr, we know all about him, right? NCAA champ, two-time All-American for the Cyclones. Um, he's actually, I again, I uh, <laughs> talk about all these guys and gals having strong spring and summer seasons. David is actually now number three on the senior ladder at 74 kilos, which is really, really cool, right? He's on the national team. There's a lot of training opportunities that come with that. And, um, you know, he was able to take advantage of a little bit of that this summer. 
Um, he's also had a lot of previous um, international success at various different age levels, right? Cadet World Bronze Medalist. He was a junior world champion before his Iowa State career really kicked off. Um, so, you know, U23s, this is just kind of another opportunity for him, um, you know, to go overseas and, and get some good competition in right before, um, obviously, his uh, third season with the Cyclones kick off as well. So we heard from David um, at Iowa State Media Day earlier this week. I, I kind of withheld that from um, the Iowa State podcast earlier this week because I wanted to share it here. Um, lots of great insight from David, not just about the Cyclones and, and kind of his transition from 57 to 65 and his training, but also, you know, ab- about the opportunity to go, um, you know, wrestle another international competition. So great to hear from David. Uh, Tanner Sloan, um, again, South Dakota State by way of Auburnette, did not get to catch up with him this week. Just kind of one of those busy weeks, right? We're juggling the, the beginning, early stages of wrestling season with, with high school football still. So um, just sometimes you run out of time during the week. Wasn't able to get a hold of Tanner. But um, this is his second age level world team, guys, right? He made the junior world team in 2019. That was him and David were on the team together there. Um you know, he's a three-time uh, NCAA qualifier for the Jackrabbits, and, uh, you know, he won a U-20 national title um, that same year that he made the uh, U-20 world team. U-20 juniors, I, I, I'm kind of, my brain's kind of in that transition where it's like I, I still refer to them as a junior world team you know, junior world team members, junior world champ, that sort of thing. But then, you know, I read everything online and it's like they've made the transition, right? U17, U20, U23, yada, yada. So my brain's just kind of getting crossed up a little bit there. So didn't get a hold of Tanner, but really excited to kind of watch him compete um, in Spain next week. Another high level uh, competition for him as he gets ready for his next season with the Jackrabbits. And then Tony Cassiope, we did get a hold of him earlier this week via the phone. So the audio may not be nearly as crisp as some of these other interviews, but Tony, plenty of U23. 23 success, right? He's the returning U23 freestyle world champ, two-time All-American um, for Iowa um, at heavyweight. Uh, and here's another interesting thing that I, I actually didn't know. Um, U23 world champ last year, he was just the third U.S. wrestler ever to win a men's freestyle U23 um, world title. Um, so now he's obviously on his way back wanting to defend his title to kick off um, what will be his junior campaign with the Hawkeyes. So um Got to pick his brain about just kind of where he's at. Um, you know, it's, I, I kind of joked with him a little bit just because he, um, you know, he's 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 taken the media classes that Iowa is teaching their athletes to heart. He really didn't give me a ton of good answers, but I was able to kind of pry him open just a little bit. We talked about some of the things that he does to pass the time. I asked him. Um, you know, like, what do you do to pass the time on the flight from the U.S. to Spain? Um, what are the things you're looking forward to that aren't wrestling related, that sort of thing? So got to have a, a fun little bit of conversation there with, with Tony in that aspect. Um, but then obviously we talked about the wrestling thing. I asked him a little bit about, you know, his body transformation again and kind of what he learned from that whole process last year. And, um, you know, I could go on and on and on, but I will obviously let you guys listen to the interview yourselves because um, it's, uh, you know, it kind of starts slow and then it picks up a little bit. It's pretty entertaining so yeah that's what's coming up next we'll we'll lay them down in order just like we did with the women we'll start with david carr and then we'll hit tony cassiope and i hope you guys enjoy and i will see you guys to wrap this up on the other side it's pretty nice what went into the decision to bump up i uh, just was cutting a lot of weight for 57 um and just you know i feel like just want to train a little bit harder, eat a little bit more, and have a little bit more fun. So, figure 65 is a good weight. Obviously, a lot of great competition at every weight, but you've got extra good competition at 65. How much does that fire you out too? Is I mean, I love wrestling. I love wrestling good competition. So, you know, it made the move up much sweeter. So, I love it a lot. With that, have you had to do any major adjustments with Coach Bergman? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in the weight room probably like four or five times just with him, just doing a lot of strength training, doing a lot of different things to make sure I feel good and feel strong at 65. And you know, I enjoy lifting, so it's a lot of good time with Coach Durbin and getting stronger. Where do you feel stronger when you're on the mat, or is that is that something you've been able to like feel or sense yet? Um, I don't know, that's a good question. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be strong in any area I'm at, so I feel strong on top. I feel strong when I get to legs, so maybe those areas. Yeah. Um, getting to do the, the senior level thing in the spring, um, I, did that kind of give you a small taste of what that weight might feel like? I know it's 63, but... Yeah. Just wrestling 74 kilograms is 163 pounds. Um, 
you know, that was kind of helpful to see where I'm at. You know, I'm wrestling a lot of senior level guys, which is some of the best guys in the country and in the world. And uh, also wrestling um, in Spain at 163 pounds. All that stuff is strategic. You know, I want to wrestle as close to that way as much as I can and get a feel for all the guys. You know, if I'm wrestling the best guys in the world, you know, I think I can handle the guys at 165, you know. Looking back at last season's nationals, I mean, they really set back, but wrestling back to third, Jennifer's and really good guys could do it. During the moment, it felt a lot right, hard to drop, but even in retrospect now, do you feel like that was a great, tough experience for you to go through going forward? Yeah, I mean, um, you never realize how tough somebody is until they go through a tough moment, and uh, that was my tough moment. You know, I had to get up and just wrestle back a lot of matches to get third, and uh, really it's just a blessing because I can, you know, I felt what it feels like to lose at a big stage, and I've learned from it, grown from it. I feel like I'm more mature. I feel like I'm a lot better wrestler, a uh, well-rounded person, and uh, you know, I'm excited to show you guys what that loss has done to me and, and wrestle this season with a whole other, you know, version of myself. As a guy who's been a leader in the room. What have you seen from some of the freshmen that have come in the Swiderskis, the Panero Johnsons, the Rojas? What have you seen from them? I mean, that whole freshman class is insane. Number two recruiting class in the country, and I would say that they come in believing. You know, before we didn't have uh, a national champion or All-Americans. Now they can come in right away as freshmen believing, like, hey, at Iowa State, we can be national champs. We can be All-Americans. It's on the wall. They see it every day. So I think um, when you have a program that you're building and you, you come in, you see that, you're like, hey, why do I have to wait? You know, when I first got here as a freshman, I don't think the guys really believed they could do it. And now that they've seen it, and more and more guys are being like, hey, it, it's my time to be All-American. It's my time to be national champ. So then as one of the leaders, what's the, is there like a daily message you're giving these guys to, you know, ensure that, you know, not just that freshman class, but everybody in the room this year is, you know, helping to push the program forward? Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling them just, you know, this is your time. This is, when you come to Iowa State, you come here to be All-American and national champ. And uh, if you can't win, you gotta get the next best thing. So I'm really just pushing them to write their goals down, to thrive towards them and work hard. These fr this freshman class, I mean, this is the best room I've ever seen at Iowa State. Uh, the way they come in, the way they train, um, they push everybody in the room already as freshmen. And so, you know, that's really exciting. David, I remember like your freshman year, you know, soft, you, know you guys are you're pushing people to come to Iowa State and, and maybe have a little bit of pressure to help with your dream, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, is something that lifted off of you now? You feel um, like, you know, Iowa State now is a place to go? Yeah, I feel like it's in a good place, you know. I feel like I've worked pretty hard, help recruiting, help make Iowa State a good place, be a good spokesperson for the wrestling team and just be a good person. And uh, you know, think about Iowa State, I think it's it's more of a family culture. I think when guys come here, they see that we're like brothers, you know, we're, we'll fight for each other, wrestle hard for each other. So I think they see that and they also see that they can win here. And I think that's why a lot of people are starting to come to Iowa State. You can see that with this number two recruiting class. As far as you are now compared to this time last year, is there anything different mentally, obviously physically, but mentally that you feel different about this upcoming season? Um, just talking with my dad, just having good perspective, just believing in myself a lot and just, um, I feel like this year I have a lot more peace and a lot more of like, I'm the one going on the hunt, you know, I'm hunting down the number one guy, you know, so it's kind of a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different than being like, returning national champ it's like okay you got to get back to work you got to be the hunter so I kind of like that I know one of the things you enjoyed about staying at 57 was just like the the lifestyle that it demanded to maintain that weight and mm. how you kind of had to be at your best in every facet um, yeah. what lessons can you kind of learn from that as you transition to you know 65 I think 65 um, it's gonna be challenging in different ways um, but I still have to demand the best of myself um, I think it frees me up to be more of a leader in the room, frees me up to be um, a great student in the classroom as far as just not having the stress of, of losing weight as much. And uh, But yeah, I think it's still challenging in the way of just every week just being focused and being intentional in every aspect of my life. How has the training for you 23s been? I know that's we're excited about the season that's here, yeah. but like you've probably already been in a training cycle to get ready. Yeah, I mean, U23s, you know, I leave next Tuesday. Um, I'm excited. There's a lot of people that, you know, behind the scenes that help me get ready for that. And it's something I'm looking forward to. So, you know, I think it's a good start to kick off the season. Russell a little freestyle, good tournament. 
you know, world level tournament, come back and get ready to start the folk style grind with the boys, with the guys, and uh, yeah. How much have your past age level experiences, how much is that going to help when you head over to Spain? Uh, I think it'll help a lot. You know, I've, I've wrestled at Cadet Worlds, the Junior Worlds, and now U23 Worlds. I just want to keep moving up. You know, I did Cadets, Juniors, U23s, now I want to move on to be a world senior world team. So I think all that experience just helps. I mean, you see Gilman, who's an age group medalist. You see uh, Yanni, who's an age group medalist. All these age group medalists are having that success early at the senior level. So I'm hoping me wrestling all these age group level uh, worlds will help me translate in the future. Yeah. What, uh, what's training been like this summer, or, you know, just leading up to that? Uh, I mean, it's been my best training cycle I've had uh, this summer. It's the most training I've had to do this summer, and, and really got to go to Carl Springs Olympic Training Center a few times this summer, train with a lot of really great guys, and uh, it just tells me I'm right there with the best guys, and, and it's been really good. So I'm excited to see what this season holds. Yep. What's, uh, what's the offseason been like, man? How's training been? How's, uh, have you taken any time off? Um, I've been going pretty hard since probably, you know, a few weeks before the senior trials in May. So I took, you know, a little bit off in April, but other than that, I've been wrestling hard, working out a lot. Absolutely. What'd you kind of learn from that experience going through the senior trials? Um, you know, I didn't wrestle up to how I wanted to, um, I don't know. I've just I've made a lot of improvements since then. Just been taking away, you know, everything that the coaches are telling me. Getting getting better every way I can. Yeah. What's the biggest area of improvement that you've been working on, or maybe you feel better about, um, you know, heading into Spain? Um, I just feel better all around. I think I don't know if there's like a certain area of improvement. I think just my total wrestling all around has gotten better. I gotcha. Do you, at the end of like each season or, I mean, probably after, you know, a lot of these bigger competitions, like what's, what's your process like when it comes to like diagnosing your performance and then taking that forward into like the next training, you know, opportunity? Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's a lot of it. Just listening to my coaches telling me what they, you know, seeing what they think I need to work on and just going through workouts with them and, um, I mean, really just trying to improve all around all the time. Like there's not, you know, there's not like something where I'm like, this is a glaring issue or something. Like it's not a single thing. It's total wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it mostly with Telford or how often, um, is the communication with like Tom and Terry? Um, I mean, Tom, Tom's my guy. Um, I talked to Tom a lot, talked to him. You know, before, after most practices, just getting getting what I need and, you know, hearing what he has to tell me. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot with Tom, a lot with Terry, a lot with Telfers. I mean, it's all the coaches. They, you know, work with them all a lot. Absolutely. I guess, I, I guess I'm kind of curious, like in my head, like the dynamic of, um, you know, Tom, who was a lightweight and you who are a heavyweight, um, you know, sometimes can't, coaches can't always, not that they can't, but like just the, the dynamic of a lightweight teaching a heavier weight is just fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think my wrestling's any different than really anybody else's. You know, yeah, maybe there's some small adjustments you got to make because the guys are heavier or something, but I don't think I wrestle like a different style or something. Like, I, I don't know, it's, it's wrestling. Tom Brands is an Olympic champ. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to coach me. Absolutely. Yeah. How would you, uh, um, I guess in what ways does he maybe know how to coach you that, um, you know, other coaches either, I don't want to say that they didn't know, but like, what, what, what do you like about the way he coaches you? I guess. I mean, I just, I, I know he has a lot of wisdom. He has a lot of experience and he's accomplished it at the highest level. So, you know, I just have a lot of confidence in him and the whole coaching staff to, you know, make me the best wrestler I can be. No doubt. What's the biggest thing um, he's taught you in your time in the program? Um, it's, I mean, it's hard to point at like a single thing or come up with like a single thing. It's just just all around wrestling, wrestling philosophy, wrestling positions, just everything wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so so did he like? Um, you know, I, I one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the. Um, I know we talked about it a lot last year, the whole body transformation thing. Um, but was he kind of integral in? Um, you know, maybe pressing you to do that or at least like be aware of it or something? No, I mean, I was mostly just me, 
doing that. Um, he, I mean, he didn't really have much in that, and you know, I mean, I, you know, he he's got a lot of faith in me and my wrestling and you know my knowledge of what I what I need to do. So, you know, he's he's got a lot of confidence in me, but he also, you know, obviously like supports me and you know tells me what to do sometimes too. And I don't know, it's just. That wasn't like uh, something he pushed me to do or anything like that. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Um, now that we're, I don't know, I feel like a year removed from all of those conversations. Yet here I am asking you about it again because I'm probably <laughs> annoying that way. Like, what what did you learn about you know going through a whole year of you know this this new body transformation thing? Like, I I, I feel like I'm making probably a bigger deal out of it, but like I guess I'm kind of curious how you felt after you know, everything went down and, and you were able to go through like a whole year of, of this new body, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it really changes that much. I feel leaner, quicker, you know, I'm as strong as I've ever been. And I, I just feel really good about my wrestling. And that's what I'm really focused on. Not my body or, you know, besides making it most equipped to handle wrestling as I can. Yeah. Well, and I remember when we were talking about, I think it was at media day, like you, you know, it's, you know, maybe a big transformation that helped with like little things like getting to a leg quicker or being able to, um, you know, just have a little bit of extra strength to execute, you know, whatever techniques and certain holds or positions or whatnot. And so I, I wasn't sure if there was like a moment over the last year where you were like, yeah, like this, this is why I did it. This particular situation worked. No, not like any particular moments or anything like that. You know, just totally wrestling. Man, you're, you're hard to pull fun answers out of, man. um well i the other thing i want to ask you about like obviously you you did the freestyle thing this you know last spring and um you did the u23 team last year um what was that experience like like i know it was a year ago but um like what do you remember about it other than obviously winning um i know i don't know i mean it's yeah it's been a while since then and uh, I competed in Poland between then and now so that's more of the um, like out of country trip that's more recent in my mind but it's just making sure I'm prepared and ready to go you know dealing with the time adjustment and acclimating to the place and all that and just being ready for anything that might come up any I don't know any any unforeseen things that might pop up like just being in a new place yeah, what's kind of top of mind for you or, like, most important when it comes to, like, traveling and making sure all those little things are taken care of? Um, I'm pretty relaxed about it. I don't have anything that I'm really, like, focused on. You know, I just got to make sure I rest, recover, prepare the same I would if I were here, just with a little bit more, you know, diligence on being ready to go at the right time because, you know, the time change and whatnot. How do you pass the time on the plane ride? Um, if it's overnight, I mean, it depends on, I don't really know when I get in and what. So if it's, I don't know, I gotta, I gotta see when it is, but, um, I like to like read a book or I have like a Nintendo switch and I just got a steam deck, which is like a portable PC, like a Nintendo switch. I like to just play games on and just chill. Okay. What's the game of choice? Lately, I've been playing Hades. Um, a lot of times, it's like Super Smash Bros. When there's people I can play with or something like that. Oh, do you ever just like wreck somebody who's like on the other side of the plane or something? <laughs> no, I'll play with. I'll, I'll, like on trips a lot, I'll play with like Spencer DeSanto sitting next to me. Uh, just local co-op stuff. Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, who's your go-to player when you play Smash? I'm a Mario main probably. Okay, I, I respect that. I always went for Doctor Mario. So <laughs> slow, he's too slow. He's too, maybe, but like his punch was always just a little bit. It had a little bit more umph to it, you know. Yeah, it looks fair. I don't know, like like power over speed, which is weird because I I feel like speed probably wins in games more often than not. It depends. Um. Okay, so switch and you read books. What's okay? So what's what are you currently reading? If you're currently reading something. I don't have anything I'm really currently reading right now. I just got done with a book on, like, sleep that I read. I haven't really picked up a new book since then yet. A book on sleep? Yeah, Why We Sleep is what it was called. It's pretty interesting. 
what was the biggest takeaway from that book? Um, the big thing is just, I mean, how important sleep is. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like evolutionarily, like being incapacitated, unconscious and not able to defend yourself for, you know, six to eight hours at night seems like a disadvantage, but that's just obviously how important sleep is that evolved to, you know, have six to eight hours of rest at night where we can't defend ourselves. Like that's the big thing I got out of it was how important sleep is. That's a very intriguing take on sleep because most people just view it as that time to recharge, right? Yeah. So now I'm curious, how did they like, okay, so I took a psych class in high school. This was forever ago, but like sleep cycles, like how did that book touch on that? Yeah. So, I mean, it talks about like light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. REM sleep is like, you know, obviously when you dream and it's, purpose isn't exactly known but a lot of tasks like when you have more REM sleep um when learning like a new skill or something like that um that REM sleep helps you pick up that skill yeah because that, that's like the i you'd know probably better than me since you just got done reading this but like that's <laughs> that's like the deeper you know like actually like fully recharging your your entire body type sleep right yeah, I mean, the deep sleep is, and then, like, the REM sleep is, like, when you dream, and that's more, like, um, it's less recharging your body and, like, more, like, with your, like, neural, neural uh, networks and stuff in your brain, stuff like that. Yeah, and your eyes are, like, flickering a million miles uh-huh. a minute. Yeah, okay, okay. So, okay, so are, do dreams actually last seven seconds? I, I don't know. <laughs> this book sounds useless. <laughs> yes so you spoke. you're right uh i'm kidding i'm kidding um have you ever been to spain before i have not been to spain i've been to peru brazil serbia poland i've not been to spain okay outside of rustling what are you most looking forward to on this particular trip um seeing if i can put my four years of high school spanish to use have you taken Spanish since high school? Because I feel like you've been out of high school for a while. I, yeah, I mean, this is my fifth year of college, so now I'm about from Spanish. But I feel decently confident in my Spanish ability still. You know, I took AP Spanish, got a five on the AP exam, so. Okay, right. like genius over here. <laughs> I still struggle with English. <laughs> Fair. Um. So, okay, so like that's interesting because like don't different spanish speaking countries like this is my very remedial spanish knowledge like there's different dialects right yeah I, that's what i was thinking about because i was like i always remember in high school spanish they'd be like yeah they only do this in spain so we're not really going to cover it i'm like well dang that's what that's the one spanish speaking country i'm going to <laughs> that's funny that that'll be a fun test um <laughs> When you guys go out to the, like, obviously the goal is to go out there and to win, but, like, do you make time to go and explore and, like, be a tourist while you're at places like this? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some time, you know, it's, it's about, it's good to, like, go out and be out in the sun and, you know, adjust to be, we get out early enough that there's some time to go look around. I remember in Serbia, we went and just kind of walked around and saw stuff the first, I don't remember which day it was, but it was couple days before the competition don't want to just sit in the hotel room the whole time you know keeping your mind occupied and getting your body used to seeing the sunlight at a different time you know just all that stuff's probably pretty important for absolutely yeah well unless you're like on a heater on super smash or something (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) um the I, I I feel like I might have asked you this last year, just like the to experience a senior type level competition like that. Um, you know, what you what you learn like wrestling wise? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's really any different than any other competition. I don't like to make competitions special or anything like that. It doesn't really matter where they're at or when they're at. You know, it's. At, at the end of the day, I'm stepping on a wrestling mat. It's the same wrestling. You know, it might be a little different, but it's it's wrestling mat. Doesn't really matter when or where it's at. Um, wrestling's wrestling, um, and just 
you know, you wrestle high competition. You got to be, you got to be in it. You got to be focused. You got to be solid all around. Obviously, I'm gonna go out there and gonna, you know, wrestle my best and take home gold is is the goal. Obviously, um, I don't think it necessarily gives me more confidence or less confidence or anything. It's, you know, I get a lot of my confidence from my training, and my training's been going really well. So that's that's why I feel good about it. Yeah. Is there how much has the training evolved? Maybe that's the right word to use between you know how you prepared for it last year and, and how you've been preparing for it this year. Um, I think it's pretty similar. Uh, I probably got going a little earlier this year into you know getting ready for it more so because um, because it's a little earlier this year than last. So probably got my training going a little earlier, but other than that, it's. You know, pretty similar. Great stuff there from both David and Tony. Always love catching up with those guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed the conversations as well. Ran a little long today, a little over an hour now, but um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. That's all we've got today. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your show. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Wrestling season's ramping up, guys, after U23s. Um, We've got uh, Northern Iowa Media Day next week, Iowa Media Day the week after that, and then before you know it, November's going to be here, and all of these guys and gals are going to be back on the mat competing again. I don't want you guys to miss a thing, so you can find a link to subscribe as well as stories and videos from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. We will talk again soon.